Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Today I'm going to be, I'm actually going to go there. Fair warning, hello. I'm going to go there today, that's right. I'm going to be talking about something a bit controversial. And you've been hearing a lot about this topic. You have, you've been hearing a lot about this topic. But I'm going to give you a biblical perspective on it. So I have for you a biblical perspective on this topic. And that's right, today we're going to be talking about... Masks. That's right. We're, we're going to be talking about masks. And I got to tell you, uh, just for the record, if you are a glasses wearer, if, if you want to make a gazillion dollars on, on, on Shark Tank or something, please invent something that you can wear a mask and your glasses don't fog up. Because I got to tell you, man, this is just, it's unbelievable how the, the glasses fog up. That's my message today. Thank you. God bless you all. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, but uh, am, I, am I not kidding? No, I, we're going to be talking about masks today, and I know it's controversial. But uh, oh, no, 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 friends. I'm not actually talking about that kind of mask. I'm talking about this kind of mask. Yes, yes. Uh, that's what we're doing, friends. We're talking about masks today, but not the kind of mask like that. We're talking about these kind of masks here. I, I know I just startled a lot of people out there. And, and, and all I got to say is this, that you never know. Whenever you, you, you run into a rabbi, you got to know that the guy has celebrated a lot of Purims in his day. Okay, and so we've been in Purim, and, and, uh, and always in Purim, you got to have some kind of a costume. And so I've got plenty of masks here, and I thought this one would be a little bit fun. Uh-huh, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's right. I need a translator, please. Matthew chapter 23. Matthew 23, if you'd like to follow along in the Word of God, verse 27. Listen to what Yeshua is saying to some of the religious leaders of the day. He says something to them in a very challenging way. Friends, this, this isn't pretty. This is very, very hard. Listen to what Messiah Yeshua says in Matthew 23, starting in verse 27. Woe to you, Torah scholars and Pharisees, hypocrites! Oof. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, you appear righteous to men on the outside, but are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Mm. My goodness. 
Yeshua here is saying, woe to you, hypocrites. Woe to you, because you look clean and beautiful on the outside, but inside full of everything unclean. Your appearance is different than what is underneath. That which you're showing to people or to certain people is different than what is underneath the mask. Friends, this is a, a challenging word. There is absolutely no, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it was intended to be a challenging word, and it certainly was. When the loving Messiah, you know, people sometimes have this misconception, and, and, and I got to say, it's, it's a dangerous misconception when people say that in the new covenant, Yeshua brought about a new religion and, and everything in the old's all done. Are you kidding me? Wow. That, that's, I mean, that's dangerous friends, but, but what's the point here? And you say, Oh, it's all about love. And it is all about love, but it's love means accountability too. And you have here the loving, caring, gentle Messiah say, woe unto you, you hypocrites. I mean, that's strong. It's, it's rare that a pastor or rabbi today in America would, would say such a thing directly to his people. Although he's saying that to, to anybody with this religious spirit who is wearing this particular kind of a mask. It's jarring. It's jarring to us. But when the, follow me on this, when the gap between what is on the inside gets too large relative to what's on the outside, we lose our genuineness. The gap between that which is on the inside versus that which we're showing on the outside. If that gap gets too big, we lose our genuineness, friends, and there's great danger there. I was a psychology minor at Georgia Tech. Took a whole bunch of psychology uh, courses. And here's the truth, whether or not you believe that masks are necessary in light of COVID-19, each and every one of you are experts already on wearing masks. I'm not talking about this kind of a mask. I'm talking about the kind of mask that we put on to mask oftentimes our true selves and our true nature and what's underneath. Now, some of the masks that we wear, you could, you could even call them hats, are understandable. I'm a person who likes to laugh. Listen, anybody who's going to make a fool of himself in a, in a, in a Chewbacca mask while, while in a, a bima uh, in a congregation certainly likes to laugh and is not afraid to, to laugh at himself even. I'm really interested to see how that's going to come out on video. Not. And, and in any case, I like to laugh. I really do. Anybody who knows me knows I like to joke. I like to laugh. I like to have fun. I don't like to take myself too seriously or uh, life too seriously, just to enjoy a little bit. So much of religion, I don't know if you all notice this, so much of religion would be great if not for all the religiosity. There's just way too much of this uh, formality uh, about religion that, that, that makes it a real drag. And by the way, makes it not as um, palatable to millennials and Gen Z. And, and this is very important because we got to be real friends. We can't be 
phony balonies. And that, that goes along with what we're saying. I like to laugh. I like to joke around. I like to make intended puns. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. I think that you know this about me. Any of you who have been watching no, certainly know this about me. But, but at the same time, when I worked for the Coca-Cola company, or when I worked for AT&T, and when I was managing multi-million dollar projects, when I went into meetings with people below me and above me, rest assured, I didn't go into the meetings every time, all during the meeting, cracking jokes. <laughs> okay? I, I laugh a little bit thinking about it, all right? Now, now that's, that's not to say that I wasn't being genuine. That's not to say that I wasn't being myself. It's just that this was not an appropriate time to let that part of me shine through. Now, some people may say there's no good time for that part of you to shine through, but that's another story, okay? Here, here's the point is, is that it wasn't the case all the time. Uh, I know that with my close associates and direct reports, I was oftentimes goofy and, and fun. But, but when you're with when you're in a meeting, you, you, you have a certain decorum that you ought to keep. And I mean, that just makes sense. Although I will remember, I do, <laughs> I do remember one time when uh, I was working at AT&T at the time. And uh, one of my uh, co-workers and direct reports, his name was Tom. Tom and I went to a, a, a meeting with one of our other employees was presenting something to Tom and I. And we sat down and this person started presenting on the whiteboard. And I don't know what it was, y'all. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I don't exactly know what it was, but something caught Tom and I funny. And you know, sometimes when you get on a wavelength with somebody and it's, and it's just like this connection and the moment you look at their eyes and you, you just can't hold, and, and here it is, I'm pretty good in professional settings. Like, you know, something serious going on. I can handle it. I'm, I'm with you. I can focus. No problem. But man, this was the one time I remember he started laughing. I started laughing. And then, and then it was something that, that had been said. I don't even remember what it was. And, and then it got out of control where I, I literally could not stop. And you know, when, you, when you're laughing hard and you're trying not to laugh, then you feel like, <laughs> it's painful. It's painful on the inside trying to hold that laugh in. And, that, and that's the way it was. And we were laughing so hard. But the person who was in the meeting with us just kept presenting on the whiteboard as if we weren't cracking up. We were just dying out there. And it, it took us a long time to get under control. That's a true story. But other than that one time, that was just one time that, that happened. Normally, you know, when you're in a when you're in a business set, setting, you're going to be professional, and that's okay. That's that's appropriate. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing about that that is uh, bad. Although that is that may seem somewhat of of like a mask. Okay, so it is different at work than you are at home. You're different. You're different when you're at work than you are at home. You're different at work than you are in the congregation, or you're, there's some differences with you in the congregation versus home. Okay, there are some different aspects, and, and fair enough. That's all fair enough. I, I, that's not what I'm talking about here. But the evil mask, the evil mask is when you compromise your values in different situations. So in one situation, you're this way, in another situation, you, you lose your values. You compromise your values. 
I want to be direct. Get ready. Put the feet underneath the lazy boy right now because I'm, 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 I'm challenging you to think about this, my, my beloved. Teenagers, I'm talking to you, teens, college age, young, young people. It's okay to be different at school. It's okay to be different and not exactly the same as how you are. In the, there's no problem with that. But if you claim to serve the Lord, but once you're with your friends, not at Beth Hillel, and if your language changes, right? If your attitude and comments about your parents changes, if your jokes change, and that which you laugh at and will listen to, and that which you share on your smartphones changes all in a negative way, then my friends, that is a very, very, very bad mask. That is a horrific mask, my friend. You are one way on the outside, but on the inside are unclean things. My brother or sister, this should not be. This is not good. You are pretending and you are wearing a mask. Sir, you claim to love the Lord. You pray to God. You even watch, <laughs> obviously, you even watch Bethel Shabbat services online. Hey, good for you. I mean that sincerely, good for you. But then, once the YouTube link is closed and other eyes turn away, you click on other things that are not as edifying. What are you doing? This is a mask. And if the gap between the you that you show everybody else versus the you in private, if that gap grows, then you're headed for a cliff, brother. Ma'am, you may be faithful in liking godly posts on Facebook. Like, like. That's a good godly post. Yes, I like that. Great. Good for you. But then privately, you gossip and speak negatively about someone. Perhaps even a leader. Hypocrites. <laughs> this is what Yeshua says. You're being hypocritical. You're wearing a mask. There's, not, there's truthfulness that's being missed within you. Don't you see, my friend, I tell you this lovingly. Don't turn a blind eye to this. This time here when, when COVID is rampant, it's probably a good time to focus on some of these things. We can't wink at it. We can't wink at stuff like this. And the examples are plentiful. The examples are, we just don't like to look at them. 
oftentimes we don't like to look ourselves at what is underneath our own masks. The examples are plentiful. You say that you believe that God is love. Yet you blast people on social media. You claim to be dedicated. I'm dedicated to the Lord. But make every excuse in the book as to why you don't tithe. You say that you're thankful. But you complain all the time. Are you serious? Don't you see that that is two-faced? You're wearing a mask, concealing your true feelings and identity, trying to make others think better of you, or even trying to make yourself think better of you. But friends, God is well aware of this game, well aware. And don't think that you're not going to be held accountable It's a dangerous, dangerous game because you will be held accountable for this. In what way or fashion that you're held accountable is up to God. But what do we read? Luke chapter 12, starting in the second part of the first verse, says this. Yeshua began speaking first to his disciples. Be on guard yourselves against the comets of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing covered up that will not be revealed and nothing hidden that will not be made known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in private rooms will be proclaimed from the housetops. Ooh, boy, that's frightening. (laughs) And it should be, as in the fear of the Lord. That should put the fear of God in you right there. Especially if you've been leading a bit of a duplicitous life and been wearing a, a, a mask that somehow shades what's truly underneath. Mm. That should put the fear of God in you, my friends. God knows what's really going on. Here is what my kids would refer to as a life hack. Here it comes. You ready? It's real simple. Be truthful. Be truthful. Be truthful. Be truthful to other people and be truthful to yourself. Be truthful to God for sure, although he knows everything already. Be sincere and be open to loving correction. How are you feeling right now as you're sitting watching this? Are are you thinking, well, this is good for him or for her or for my cousin? Or are there areas in your life that you honestly would would examine and look at and think about? And does the Lord bring to mind certain things within yourself where this may apply? And that there's been this kind of two-faced mask that's been going on. Because if you're not wearing a deceiving mask... Here's the truth, because when we take our masks off, sometimes what's underneath is not perfect. It's not perfect. It ain't perfect. Okay. What's underneath is not perfect. It's interesting. It reminds me of the whole controversy right now going on uh, regarding uh, what is it when they touch up pictures and stuff. And a lot of people like showing 
just the, the true pictures and not the touched up pictures, you know, in the models and other kind of people in magazines and things. And, and even just in, in social media, it's like, here, here's the, my true self. And, and, and there's, there's a trend in that regard. Why? Because people appreciate and recognize the genuineness. But, but you know what? When you reveal what's underneath, maybe initially it's not so pretty. Maybe it needs some work. Maybe even it offends at times. But see, friends, your character, your character will be molded appropriately because you'll learn from your mistakes and adjust your behavior. Okay, so let's say if you're really a jerk underneath, but you put on a, a veneer of, of being all nice. When you take off the veneer and reveal your true self, it may be some things that are not very pretty. But you know what? If you're being honest about it, then you're going to be getting some feedback one way or another, and it will, it will help you address what is underneath so that you can fix it as opposed to just masking it and pretending it's not there. Because if you're masking how you really feel, you'll never learn perhaps even the, the hurt and the pain that you're causing, even to yourself. This is a very deep concept here I'm sharing with you. Because when we hide behind a mask, what is oftentimes masked is our own heart. In the Tanakh, we know the very famous story, of course, of King Saul. King Saul was the king of Israel. He was a very powerful man. It's so interesting about King Saul. People always think of him purely in a negative light, but you read what the scriptures say about him early on. Scriptures say he prophesied, prophesied of the Lord. Scriptures say there was none like him among all the people. This is high praise right there of King Saul, a very impressive person. But there was a spiritual cancer that was in him because on the outside, he seemed to do some of the right things, but it was a ruse. It was not truly what was going on in his heart because God had told, interesting in how the story goes, God had told King Saul when he fought the Amalekites to slay even the Amalekite livestock. But King Saul did what? He kept some of the spoils when he fought the Amalekites in battle and won. He kept some of the spoils, he said, why? To sacrifice to the Lord. I can just hear him saying it. Scriptures recount he was a big, strong, handsome guy. Uh, I can just imagine him saying, yes, well, why did I keep the extra... Animals, uh, well, it's just sacrifice to the Lord because that's just who I am. I'm just that kind of a, <laughs> some would call me a mensch. <laughs> First Samuel chapter 15, God didn't call him a mensch. Here's what God called him out. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, Samuel said, Samuel the prophet said to Saul, does Adonai delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? as in obeying the voice of Adonai? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, to pay heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination or witchcraft, and stubbornness is like the iniquity and idolatry. Since you have rejected Adonai's word, he has also rejected you as king. Oof. You know, I've read that scripture a lot of times in my life, Jeremy, and every time 
it gives me chills. It gives me chills to think about such a great man, but boy, he was hiding something. And, and wow, finally the Lord had had enough. Don't get to a point where the Lord has had enough. Don't get to that point, my brother or sister. Take care of it now. Take care of it now. Saul was a phony. He had a mask on that he was a godly guy. But underneath, the decay had grown so greatly. And the gap, right? The gap in the inside versus the outside became so profound that the Lord removed him from his position. Man, that is intense. You've all noticed this. Everybody's noticed this. You don't have to just just go to the grocery store and you notice this. When someone is wearing a mask, it's oftentimes hard to tell if they're smiling or smirking or what. You know, sometimes you can tell we were out the other day and and somebody said, and somebody said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling. And, and, and Tiffany said, I, I can see it in your eyes. You know, sometimes you can see a smile in somebody's eyes. You can tell they're smiling. But on the other hand, you're not really sure. It's like, you know, you don't know what my mouth's doing right now. And, hey, and that's what a mask does is it, is it covers. It, in, in, in some ways, it's, it's, it deceives or it can deceive what is underneath, Right. Here's the point. God sees through masks. He completely sees through masks. He knows what's on the inside because scriptures say that God does not look on the outward appearance. He looks upon the heart. He looks upon the heart. He doesn't look at the outward appearance. It's interesting because the place in the scripture where God says this is he was actually telling Samuel when he was choosing David. To be the next king after who? After King Saul. God says, I don't look at the outward appearance. I look upon the heart. Very interesting. What is it that are behind closed doors? Are you lazy? Are you stubborn? Do you take advantage of others? Do you manipulate your spouse? Do you resent your parents? Do you envy what somebody else has that you don't? All while smiling and saying, Baruch Hashem! No, my friends, we can't do this. No, we've got to be genuine. I want Beth Hillel to be known as a place full of genuine people. Not people that you see one thing when you're in the pews. I know you don't see it right now. You see one thing when you're, when you're together with Mishpacha, but then when you're outside and maybe in the internet or, or when you're at work, that you're a totally different person. That you wouldn't even know that you're somebody who's a, a person who has a faith walk. Or, or even in certain areas in your life. We need to increase our genuineness, friends. You know what what I'm speaking is the truth. Many, many people, but don't just point fingers. James chapter 3, verse 10 says this, From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be. It shouldn't be that out of the same mouth come blessings and cursings. 
Baruch Hashem, unless I'm on 285 and somebody cuts me off. <laughs> right? <laughs> then it's not Baruch Hashem, it's other words which are not ex- as acceptable on, on, on YouTube. <laughs> or certainly in a house of God. Mm. Hear me. If you're hiding stuff, if you're hiding stuff, then you're avoiding accountability that can help you. Because when you reveal yourself, yes, there may be some things that need to be fixed. But at least they'll be revealed so that you can begin to work on them as opposed to just masking them. Because if you remove the mask, then you have to face what is underneath. If you take off the mask, then you can deal with whatever is underneath. Good, hopefully, but if it's bad, then you can correct it, you see. But if you mask it, then you're only prolonging the problem. It's interesting, we'll get ready to conclude with an amazing prophecy regarding the congregation in Sardis. This is a prophecy regarding this Kahilah, the believing community in Revelation chapter 3. Starting in verse 1, hear the words of the Lord. To the angel of Messiah's community in Sardis writes, Thus says the one having the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your deeds. You have a reputation for being alive. But you are dead. Wake up. Wake up. And strengthen what remains that was about to die. For I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. So remember what you have heard, received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what hour I will come upon you. Oof. Beloved, it's time to determine if you're going to be a habitual mask wearer. I'm not talking about the COVID-19 masks. These are great. I'm talking about cloaking your true self just to preserve your reputation with others or even your self-image. Don't do it. Don't do it. Instead, do what we just read in Revelation chapter 3. Wake up. Wake up. Strengthen what remains. Remember the truth and keep it. And repent. The title of my message is masks. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. If you're here today and you've never, if you're watching today and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, repeat this prayer after me and the Lord will touch you. He'll change you on the inside. Dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand and is the Messiah. Please forgive me of my sins. I'll serve you the rest of my days. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email and let us know you said that prayer for the first time. 
and your life will be forever changed. And I want to pray for others of you who maybe have been watching this message. And I tell you what, I've been given a, <laughs> it's such, I was talking to the, the team earlier. I've been given a lot of encouraging, uplifting messages lately. This week I sat down at the computer and the Lord was like, masks, masks. And it was like, oh boy, this is going to be a challenging one. <laughs> but I give you the whole word of God here at Beth Hillel. You deserve that. If you're here, or rather if you're watching, and you realize that yes, there are masks in your life in certain areas. There are things that you cover up because you don't want other people to see them. Maybe it's how you speak to your spouse and what tone. Maybe it's words that you use. Maybe it's some of the other things we talked about here today. Whatever it is, if that's you and you want to get rid of that mask, right? Keep this mask, get rid of that mask. Okay, then I want to pray for you right now. And as I pray for you, just wherever you are, you can be sitting on your lazy boy. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Lord God, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each and every person who's watching. Lord, who has a mask in their life that doesn't need to be there, God. They've been a hypocrite in a particular area. There's, that's really the word. And two-faced. Lord God, I, I pray the conviction from your Ruach HaKodesh comes upon them, Lord, and that they will do exactly what it said in the book of Revelation, that they will repent, repent as the word of God says, and, and hold on to the truth. Hold on to the truth that they received. Keep it. Lord, let them keep it. Lord, I, I pray, if that's you right now, just say, Lord, forgive me. Help me, God. Help me, Lord. Forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to, take this mask off and does that mean that you'll it'll be revealed that you're not perfect yes but none of us are perfect we're all in process but in order to truly be in process you can't be wearing a mask thank you Lord God for healing for touching and for forgiving and redeeming each and every person who's watching this today who this applies to. I thank you for these things, God. We love you with all of our hearts. And I ask this all in the name of Yeshua, in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call... 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Nine, 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 nine.